You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Friday, May 27th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about how the Chinese government recently began cyber-rattling about American cyber espionage. But there's a catch. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. For the best part of a decade, U.S. officials and cybersecurity companies have been naming and shaming hackers they believe work for the Chinese government. These hackers have stolen terabytes of data from pharmaceutical companies to video game firms, compromised servers, stripped security protections, and hijacked hacking tools, according to security experts. And as China's alleged hacking has grown in aggression, individual Chinese hackers face indictments. However, things may be changing. Since the start of 2022, there has been a marked uptick in China's foreign ministry and the country's cybersecurity firms calling out alleged U.S. cyber espionage. Until now, these allegations have been a rarity. But the disclosures come with a catch. They appear to rely on years-old technical details, which are already publicly known and don't contain fresh information. The move may be a strategic change for China as the nation tussles to cement its position as a tech superpower. These are useful materials for China's tit-for-tat propaganda campaigns when they face U.S. accusations and indictment of China's cyber espionage activities, says Che Chang, a cyber threat analyst at Taiwan-based cybersecurity firm Team T5. China's accusations, which were noted by security journalist Catalan Simpanu, all follow a very similar pattern. On February 23rd, Chinese security company Pangu Labs published allegations that the U.S. National Security Agency's elite equation group hackers used a backdoor dubbed BVP47 to monitor 45 countries. The Global Times, a tabloid newspaper that's part of China's state-controlled media, ran an exclusive report on the research. Weeks later, on March 14th, the newspaper had a second exclusive story about another NSA tool, Nopen, based on details from China's National Computer Virus Emergency Response Center. A week later, Chinese cybersecurity firm Chihu360 alleged that U.S. hackers had been attacking Chinese companies and organizations. And on April 19th, the Global Times reported on further National Computer Virus Emergency Response Center findings around Hive, malware developed by the CIA. The reports are accompanied with a flurry of statements, often in response to questions from the media by China's foreign ministry spokesperson. China is gravely concerned over the irresponsible malicious cyber activities of the U.S. government, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin said in April after one of the announcements. 
We urged the U.S. side to explain itself and immediately stop such malicious activities. Over the first nine days of May, foreign ministry spokespeople commented on U.S. cyber activities at least three times. One cannot whitewash himself by smearing others, Zhao Lijin said in one instance. While cyber activity undertaken by state actors is often wrapped in highly classified files, many hacking tools developed by the U.S. are no longer a secret. In 2017, WikiLeaks published 9,000 documents in the Vault 7 leaks, which detailed many of the CIA's tools. A year earlier, the mysterious Shadow Brokers hacking group stole data from one of the NSA's elite hacking teams and slowly dripped the data to the world. The Shadow Brokers leaks included dozens of exploits and new zero days, including the Eternal Blue hacking tool, which has since been used repeatedly in some of the largest cyber attacks. Many of the details in the Shadow Brokers leaks match up with details about NSA, which were disclosed by Edward Snowden in 2013. An NSA spokesperson said it has no comment for this story. The agency routinely does not comment on its activity. Ben Reed, director of cyber espionage analysis at U.S. cybersecurity firm Mandiant, says China's state media push for alleged U.S. hacking seems to be consistent, but it mostly contains older information. Everything that I've seen they've written about, they tie back to the U.S. through either the Snowden leaks or shadow brokers, Reed says. Pengu Lab's February report on BVP47, the only publication on its website, says it initially discovered the details in 2013 but pieced them together after the shadow brokers leaks in 2017. The report was based on a decade-old malware, and the decryption key is the same as the WikiLeaks, Che says. The details of Hive and Nopin have also been available for years. Neither Pengu Labs nor Chihu360, which has been on the U.S. government sanctions list since 2020, responded to requests for comment on their research or methodology. Although a Pengu spokesperson previously said it recently published the old details, it had taken a long time to analyze the data. Mega Party, a China researcher at Takshashila Institution, an Indian think tank, says the publications and follow-up comments from officials can serve multiple purposes. Internally, China can use it for propaganda and to send a message to the U.S. that it has the capability to attribute cyber activity. But beyond this, there is a warning to other countries, Party says. The message is that even though you're allied with the United States, they're still going to come after you. We oppose and crack down in accordance with law all forms of cyber espionage and attacks, Lu Pangyu, a spokesperson for the Chinese embassy in the U.S., says in a statement. Lu did not respond directly to questions around the apparent uptick in finger-pointing at the U.S. this year, the evidence that was being used to do so, or why this may be happening years after details originally emerged. China is widely considered to be one of the most sophisticated and active state cyber actors, involved in spying, hacking for espionage, and gathering data. Western officials consider the country to be the biggest cyber threat, ahead of Russia, Iran, and North Korea. Recently, there have been many reports of U.S. carrying cyber theft and attacks on China and the whole world, Liu says in a statement that reflects comments made by China's foreign ministry spokesperson this year. The U.S. should reflect on itself and join others to jointly safeguard peace and security in cyberspace with a responsible attitude. Many of the disclosures in 2022, there are only a handful of previous Chinese accusations against the U.S., stem from private cybersecurity companies. This is similar to how Western cybersecurity companies report their findings. They are not always incorporated into government talking points, however, and state-backed media is all but non-existent. The potential shift in tactics could play into wider policies around technology use and development. In recent years, China's policies have focused on positioning itself as a dominant force in technology standards in everything from 5G to quantum computers. 
A raft of new cybersecurity and privacy laws have detailed how companies should handle data and protect national information, including the potential for hoarding previously unknown vulnerabilities. One explanation is possibly that we are engaged in a kind of ideological, or if you want to put it more prosaically, a marketing battle with China, says Suzanne Spaulding, a senior advisor at the Center for Strategic and International Studies and previously a senior cybersecurity official in the Obama administration. The U.S.-China relationship has been fraught in recent years, with tensions rising over national security issues including concerns from telecom giant Huawei. China is offering, around the world, a competing model to Western-style democracy, Spalding says, noting that China may be responding to Western countries coming together on multiple issues since China invaded Ukraine. In July 2021, China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology published plans to boost the private security industry by 2023. Companies based in China should spend more on their defenses against cyber attacks, the government department said at the time. It also said the whole cybersecurity industry within China should look to grow in size in the coming years, as well as bolster the development of network monitoring systems and threat detection techniques. What we've started to see over the last couple of years increasingly is that companies in China are building their own capabilities, says Adam Myers, vice president of intelligence at U.S. security firm CrowdStrike. There has been a few that have waded into the threat intelligence space. But publicizing details of the long-known incidents still raises plenty of questions. Mandiance Reed says he wonders exactly how many cyber espionage cases Chinese companies and authorities are finding. The answer would provide significant clues about their true capabilities. Reed says, is this 50% of what they're finding? Is this 1% of what they're finding? Is this 90% of what they're finding? The move appears to be strategic, says Team T5's Che. Considering the close relationship between China's cybersecurity firms and the Chinese government, our team surmises that these reports could be a part of China's strategic distraction when they are accused of massive surveillance systems and espionage operations. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, we look at the incredible shrinking car dealership. Checking in on Wired Science, the electric vehicle revolution is gathering speed, but what happens to all those polluting cars already on the road? And on Wired Security, Proton is trying to become Google, but without your data. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.